Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to Beautiful Road Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Pierce, and I am back with yet another episode. Anything that I speak on is based off my own experience, and my goal is to encourage you to start your own journey of healing and to incorporate self-love and self-care. And I'm also going to add, my goal is also to encourage you to develop your relationship with your Lord and Savior. Develop your relationship with Jesus Christ himself so that you can become a better version of you. And I did an episode, and this is part two, um, Umbrella of Offense. And I spoke about a lot of things because God has been pouring revelation into my spirit. And I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, I'm getting more revelation. And I just got one, you know, just now as I was, you know, just thinking on this subject. um, Subject, (laughs) excuse me. And... I was able to, what I was thinking about is the spirit of offense, it will coach you, all right? You could be um, so offended at somebody, and now the spirit of offense will start to get in your mind, and it will coach you on how to communicate your offense. It will coach you on the words that you need to say. And whatever you are going to communicate is going to come from what the spirit of offense has placed in your mind. And you find yourself having a conversation that don't even make sense. Because have you ever been, if you deal with offense, have you ever just got so offended and the more you kept talking, it just didn't make sense? The Spirit of offense would expose your weakness to people. It would expose so many things about you. It would have you looking like a fool when you are in the midst of operating out of that spirit. That's why you cannot allow yourself to yield to any evil spirit because they don't care about you. They don't care about your identity. They don't care about your reputation. They don't care about how you look. All they want is to get fed. And I can think on so many times that I have been offended and I would act on it. And every time I act on that offense, I I was wrong. I knew it felt it, it feels like somebody has sent you off. You sat there and you had to it's like picture offense being another person and they are, you know, talking to you, they're coaching you and you're you're putting your trust in what they're saying and you're you've getting confident in what they're saying and now you're confident to go have this conversation and now you're confident to go respond. But then when it's all over with and the outcome of your response leads you to realize wait a minute this don't even make sense and you start to sit back and evaluate now you're able to see where you look like a complete fool now I'm just being honest where is the fence at now when you are able after the fact when you are able to see the reality of the situation 
when you are able to really sit back and say, oh my goodness, I was wrong. Where is that umbrella of offense? Where is it? You know where is that? It's, it, it's laying in it, an eight. It got the itis. The food, it, 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 it ate so much. It's sitting somewhere. It, it's full now. You done fed it. It's chilling. <laughs> Think about all those times you done sat back and did so many things and sent the wrong, you sent a message to somebody and it was so disrespectful, so rude. Because you you felt like you were so right and you were entitled to the words that was coming out of your mouth. You was entitled to what your thumb was pressing on that phone and whatever you were typing. You felt that you were going to get the justification that you needed because of how you responded. And once that thing get out, and it seemed like once you hit that send button, once you... Let those words get out. And once that behavior has took place, there is no turning back. Now you left to sit and realize what you have did, what you have done, why you were intoxicated in the spirit of offense. This is why the Bible says, bring Every imagination that exalts itself against the will of God, bring it into captivity. You got to bring that thing captive because if you don't allow, if you allow a thought to marinate long enough, it's going to become your belief system. And that's why you're acting the way you're acting because you're believing it. You're believing a lie. And if you're believing that that torment and that pain that you are feeling is coming from the person that you are offended with, you are going to believe that you're going to have to take action. That's the whole point. And it always seems that once you take action and you respond to the spirit of offense, you don't feel the weight of that spirit no more. You don't feel the anger. You don't feel the torment. You know what you're left with? Because like I say, there are so many spirits that is tied to the spirit of offense. It's like you're being gained raped and spiritually, right? Because now once the spirit of offense get done with you, it comes out and it say, okay, um, Shame and guilt. I'm done. You can go ahead. I did what I did. I know. I'm. I'm just trying to get you to see how this thing look, because this is how God dropping this revelation in my spirit. Now you're laying there and you're replaying over and over what you have done, what you have said, and now you're dealing with shame and you're dealing with guilt, and now you're being tormented by that spirit. You can't take back what she did. And the order it can happen in, because once you, you know, yield it to the spirit of offense, the spirit of sabotage come in, because now when you're yielding to the spirit of offense, you're going to behave in a way that you may sabotage a, a, a good relationship, a friendship, a, a covenant relationship. You may sabotage an opportunity. You may sabotage a job. 
you're going to mess something up because you're being sent off. You're being lied to in your mind. So you're responding based off what is in your head, not the the truth of the reality. You are responding in the in a way that's going to allow the spirit of sabotage to get fed. And then that's when guilt and shame come in. And now you're sitting there. You're sitting there. And you 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 replaying what you said. Now all of a sudden when you look at your your phone and you look at your um text message and you look at your text message, you look at the email and you can see every word that you sent while you were under the influence of the spirit of offense. And now it's standing out to you. But while you were typing it, while you were responding, it didn't make sense. Like it's making sense now. And this is what the spirit of, of offense does. And it always comes. When, especially when God brings people in your life to help you, when God, you know, brings people in your life, you know, that you can connect with so that you can get the resources that you need so that you can get the information that you need. And that person is coming with the spirit of God. That person is coming with love dwelling within them and like I said in my last episode that if you is able to get a, if you despise God if you despise his ways if you're not connecting with God and you don't have a relationship with him and you're not you know in tune with the Holy Spirit and you got some anger towards God that's what's going to be your trigger point because when that person come and God used them to minister into your life and they do it in a way that offends you, you are going to, that's the spirit of offense is going to use that and that's going to be your trigger point and you are going to go off on that person. It can be a leader. It can be any God covenant relationship. You're not going off on that person. You're going off on the God that is in that person. You're going off on God who is dwelling within that person. That's how I want to say that. And I can understand why. I don't know how many. It's so many stuff. Lord Jesus. So it just popped up in my head. This is this makes sense why it is important to heal before you allow yourself to get into any type of relationship, especially marriage. You know, you might find that a lot of women want to get married, but they're heartbroken. You know, they've been traumatized. They've been through so much. They don't, you know, trust men like that. But yet they desire a marriage because they believe in that a marriage is their cure. A marriage will take away that pain. And like I spoke in my last episode, that offense, it, it, it feeds off your pain. It feeds off your trauma. So you get into a marriage and you got an, a, a wound that has not been closed up yet by God. You have an issue there that 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 you have in regards to a man 
or you know you may have been hurt real bad but you found a way to dress that up and you know torture to the side you never dealt with that but yet you desire to marry marriage and you end up getting married and you get into a marriage and now offense is about to destroy your marriage because like i say offense will cost you it will cost you to communicate the matter it will cost you to behave in a situation so if your husband do something that seems familiar and you have never gotten healed he may have cheated on you he may have abused you whatever the case may be and your husband do something that looks so familiar something that looks so familiar and it's not even a case it just seemed that way because that's the trigger point guess what since you don't have control over your thoughts and you don't have control over your emotions and everything that comes in your mind, you reason with it, you talk with it, you don't process your thoughts, you don't sit back and pray about it and think about it, write it down, you know, you don't get some time to yourself. And, and see, when you come into self-awareness and you know that you have an issue like that, you will create a system. You will stop responding so quick and create a system. It is very important. But yet, say your husband do something and it, it brings back memory. You start having flashback, and offense, it does what it does best. It's going to start coaching you in your thoughts. And now you believe in that. And now when your husband get home, he don't have a cooked meal. He don't have a, a happy wife. He don't have a, a peace peaceful atmosphere and you constantly doing this over and over and over and over because guess what sabotage is there now it's sabotaging your marriage it is causing your husband to become just like proverb warned any man who reads that book you know when it talks about how you don't want to be with a, a woman who complains and nag you would rather be on a rooftop and I say all the time, a man will be on a rooftop. It can be 80 degrees below zero. They would rather be up there than be with a woman who's complaining, who's nagging, who's angry, who is always picking fight, who don't bring peace. That's an offensive woman. There's something there. Anytime a person can, you know, pick at a person all the time, anytime a person, it is hard to have a conversation with somebody. It is hard to, you know, just you find yourself having to walk on eggshells. When it comes to a person, that person is under the influence of offense. There is some trauma, there is some anger, there is some issues within that person that has not been resolved. And they are not safe to be in a relationship. When you get under the influence of uh, offense, you're not going to think out of your right mind. You are not going to make decisions based off the reality of the situation you are not going to communicate you are not going to talk about it you're going to do whatever the spirit of offense tells you to do and that spirit is an evil wicked spirit and it's going to lead you down a dark path 
And that's how people who deal with offense, they wind up alone, unmarried. People don't want to be around them because that spirit has took over their whole life, their whole mind. They have messed up so many great relationships, so many great opportunities. And this is why it is very important that you take control over your thoughts. You take control over your emotion. Become as God. Lord, make me aware of myself. Make me aware of how I am, you know, make me aware of my mind, Lord God. Let me see how I behave. Make me aware on how I treat people, how I respond to people, Lord God. Show me, am I dealing with the spirit of offense? Am I operating out of the spirit of offense, Lord God? Lead me on a journey, and he will start to show you. That's what he did to me. That's why I got all this revelation. Because I was like, whoa. And this is why I had to do a part two. This is why relationship, when you are dealing with that spirit, and a lot of women, they waiting. Where's my husband? God, see that spirit. He's not getting ready to stand his son so you can drive him crazy on the rooftop. He is not getting ready to do that. And that's why we need to take accountability for our behavior and our trauma, meaning that we have to recognize what we have going on. We have to, you know, stop hiding from what needs to be dealt with because once it's there it is your responsibility to do something about it unfortunately we can't go back and stop what caused the trauma we can't go back so now you have to learn how to deal with whatever issue that you dealt with in your childhood Whatever issue that you've dealt with in a relationship that may have been abusive, that you are still having trigger point. If you want to live a life where you can have peace, where you can have good and healthy relationship. Because as long as you allow, allow the spirit of offense to operate in you, that spirit is blocking your blessing. That spirit is blocking beautiful relationship, God covenant relationship. That spirit will block opportunities. You get a job, and because you, that spirit is your master and your God. It, it coaches you in everything that you do, and it, it it it's all about that spirit is all about chaos. That's what it feeds off of. It's not on your side. It don't care about your life. It don't care if you go homeless. It wants to get fed. So now you go to a job, and that spirit's like, hmm, I wonder what I can mess up in here. So you start working. You start meeting people. Now that spirit's like, okay, your boss? And you like, uh-huh, what, what about him? That's what you're doing when you don't cast your thoughts down. That's what you're doing when you don't. Bring every imagination that exhausts itself against you. That's why you have to get into the Word of God. That exhausts itself against the Word of God. That's what you're doing. That spirit, that's how the, that's how Holy Spirit, the way you listen to that spirit of offense, you need to be led by the voice of God. You need to get into His Word and draw nigh to Him so He can draw nigh to you. But when you're led by the spirit of offense, God is not there. He he can't be he drilling within within you when you is allowing darkness to take over you. That's what you're doing. So you at work and he's like, yeah, your boss, 
You saw how he just looked at you, right? And you know what that look means. You know what that means. You used to go through that a lot. Every time when you were a child, you remember how your, 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 your mother used to look at you? Your boss just looked at you the same way. And you sitting there and you start meditating. And what you're doing is you're activating the emotion. You're activating the, 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 the trauma, the emotion that you've gotten from that and that that moment when you were traumatized on whatever that happened, that thing is starting to activate because you never dealt with it, you never got rid of it, it's just lying dormant in your soul. And now you reliving an emotion, an emotion that you experienced when you were traumatized. That's all you're doing. It has nothing to do with that boss. It has nothing to do with that particular moment. It's what the spirit of offense is feeding off of to get you to behave in a way that it gets fed. Because the spirit of sabotage is on the other side. Like, let me know when she starts behaving. Let me know when to come in. When she's ready, when you have prepped her, that's what the spirit of offense do. It will prep you as bait for the next spirit to come in. Okay, she's ready. I got her offended enough. She's ready to act. Now sabotage come in, and now you at your job telling your boss, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, um, when I was sitting here, I noticed that you looked at me a certain way. And I, I just want to make sure is everything okay because I'm not, I don't like how you just looked at me. I just think that was wrong and yeah, that is, I just need you to clarify on why you just looked at me like that. You know how silly that's, <laughs> just me saying that. And now your boss is confused, don't even have a clue on what you are talking about. And he probably was confused when he was looking at you. He probably was like, he or she, I'm just using an example, just looking at you and you sitting there and, and you, you convinced, you know what you are talking about needs to be dealt with. You'll deal with that, but you won't deal with the trauma that's causing you to behave that way. You'll deal with that, but you won't deal with the wound that is releasing those triggers. See, we'll deal with the things that we are experiencing in our moment, but we won't deal with the root of the matter. And this is why you can't allow the spirit of offense to take control over you that way. you got to get into a place where you fast and you pray and you get your mind back. You have to get your mind back. And, it, and, and you know, the Bible said, what is it to... Um, Lose your soul in order to gain the world. Losing your soul is your mind, mind, will, and emotion. And we can have that issue where we don't have control over our thoughts and our emotion. It can be from the sin that we, you know, the sin that we partook in. We, can, we need to repent. We need to ask God to give us back our mind, our will, our emotion. That's what that's what happened when you out here and you and you living a dark life and you're not allowing God to be ahead of your life. That's 
by default, you can't be in the middle. You can't say, well, I don't want to serve God and I am not, I don't believe in all this Satan and God stuff. So I'm just in the, in between. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm talking to the ancestors or whatever you choose to do. That's your business. But you can't change the fact that by default, if you choose, if you choose not to serve God, guess what? By default, by default, <laughs> the enemy can do whatever he wants to do because if you choose to go out here and live a life of sin and live any type of way that you want to live that's you are going to be used greatly for the kingdom of darkness and that's why a lot of people lose their mind and they end up in mental institutions they end up doing crazy stuff because these spirits can take you to a place of delusion it's like, you're not, it's like literally, and my mentor, she described it, and it, it makes no sense, and that must, it makes a lot of sense, where it's literally like sitting in a car, and oh my goodness, God just bought something, y'all have to excuse me, but as I was saying this car, I had a dream, and it's, 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 it's my mentor did say that it's being it's like being in your own vehicle and you're giving somebody else the 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 key to drive your car and you have no control over where this person is taking your um you have no control of where this person is taking your vehicle but let me I forgot about this dream and now I think I'm getting the clarification of what this dream meant so I had a dream a while back not a while back, actually, it was about a week or two ago, and I, and it was so vivid. Um, oh, Holy Spirit, you are so good, but I think I just got my clarification. So I dreamed that I was in the back seat of a car, right? And I was in the, you know, on the passenger side, there was a familiar face, meaning a person that I know in real life, and then the driver um, was drunk, all right? He was driving, he was intoxicated, and he was drunk. And I was in the back seat of the car. I noticed that the person on the passenger side, you know, was kind of scared of the driver, but I'm sitting in the back seat and I had absolutely no control over what was going on. You know, I can see that the driver. It seemed like in the dream, this driver was very narcissistic. This person was rude. They were like a narcissist. And the, the person on the passenger side, the, it's like they wanted to speak up to um, defend themselves, but they couldn't. And um, I ended up jumping in, and I started to do things that the narcissist was doing to the passenger. Like, I would just... Trying, to, I don't know. It was weird. All I know is that I was in the back seat, and I know in the dream that I had no control of the situation. And this person that was driving the car, they was drunk, and then they started acting real funny, and you know, it was weird. And all of a sudden, they just started driving real fast, and they hit brake. And next thing you know, the car ran into a house. And when it ran into the house, at that moment, when that car was, when that, when, when it, when the person hit voice, at that moment, I knew I was about to die. This is what's happening in the dream. I knew that there was no way out. Like, I, I didn't mess up. Like, it was over for me. It, that's what I felt. 
And as I'm laying there, two policemen come up and they drag out the passenger and laid the person on the ground. And when they came to drag me out, it's like that's, I was literally yanked out of the back seat and thrown onto the ground. And I'm just laying there like, what happened? And the passenger got up and it went to go match with somebody else. Now it's fighting somebody, you know, and it was weird. And I, and I woke up and I was breathing so hard because the part that I felt from that dream is when that break, when that, when, when, that, when the driver hit break and that car slammed and you can feel, it was like, it just hit that house. You can feel, I didn't feel the pain or nothing, but I just felt the pressure of that dream. And I, in my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness. And I couldn't do nothing about it. It was over with. It was done. And that's how, you know, and it may not, the dream may not mean that, but it just popped up in my head as I was talking. But what, if I wanted to use that, that is how the spirit of offense looks. When you give the spirit of offense control over your mind, it will lead you right, it will lead you right to death. And that means spiritually, because not just the spirit of offense, but anything that is not of God, any imagination, any thought that is not of God, you are allowing that to get into your heart and it will become your belief system and you will start to respond according to the thoughts that are in your mind and you will be out here behaving in a, in a way that you're constantly putting yourself in situation that is causing you to have to deal with more trauma, that is causing you have to have to deal with shame and guilt, that is causing you to become more angrier at God and you just dying inside and you just losing all, just losing your right to freedom. You're losing your right to peace. You're losing your right to be led beside still water, to, to have that life that God has called you to have. And now, you know, you look at people that are homeless. You look at people that are in the mental institution. You look at people that are in the prison. They were led. They had no control over their mind, and that spirit led them right to death. That spirit led them to sabotage their whole life. It led them to do things that they can't even take back, make decisions that they can't even undo because they didn't have control. And now you're in a situation where you're being treated unfairly because you don't have the covering of God over your life. I was in the back seat. I'm in a dream. And that, you know, in the dream, I'm, you know, the ambulance, they all come back and they open the door and they just yanked me on the ground. I had no control over nothing. And I'm just looking around and I'm like, what happened to me? This is over for me. And, 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 and that's what, that's what we'll do. We, once we allow these spirits to come into our mind and you don't have control over your thoughts and your emotions and you don't start, you know, putting a system in place and getting on your healing journey and doing what you need to do, you want to set yourself up for failure. You want to set yourself up to be alone. You want to set yourself up to even be, you can be turned over to a reprobated mind. You can set yourself up to have God turn his back on you. That's why you have to stop allowing the thoughts in your minds to be your God. That's, I, 
There's only one God. There's only one way. There's only one truth. There's only one light. Nothing should be controlling you like that. Nothing should have no type of authority over you, over your mind, but Jesus Christ himself. That is your Lord and Savior. That is your Lord and Savior. You need to be led by the voice of God. God will lead you into peace. God will lead you into purpose. God will lead you into love. God will lead you into great and beautiful things. It is not the will of God for us to be sitting here and out of our mind. You're sitting back in your own flesh, in your own temple, and you don't have no say-so over what you do. You don't have no say-so over what decisions you make. You don't have no say-so over your behavior. You just sitting there. And when that spirit want to get fed, it'll choose any given situation. It'll get in your mind and you respond to that spirit. And you say, okay. Oh, okay. Yep, that is. Yep, that's true. They should. I knew it. I knew it. I've been... Don't do that because it is, it, it, understand, it's not the love of God to put anything in your mind or your heart when he know that you are not mature enough to process it, when he know that you are not mature enough to go and pray about it. God is not a messy God. He is not going to do that to you. So when you start feeling the heaviness of offense and you start feeling, you know, a certain type of way towards somebody and, it's, and, and, and it, you know it's not the love of God, that's when you take it to him. He said, cast all of your burden onto him. That's a burden to feel that. That is not healthy. That is not love. That is not peace. One thing about God, since I've been in his presence, he's been giving me so much revelation. I'm hearing his voice. And it's, it's, peace comes with that when I'm hearing his voice. Love comes with that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not all... Worked up. I'm not angry. It's like I'm having a conversation with my father, and he's talking to me, and I'm and I'm listening, and I'm getting what he's saying. And my response, it wasn't for me to go and get mad at anybody. My response was, okay, I want to share this and help somebody else. That's love. I didn't say I want to go hurt somebody. I want to go get on somebody's inbox and say something disrespectful. Because that is not the love of God for us to respond in any way. Anything that is going on in our lives. Anything that is going on in our life that may be wrong. God is not going to present it to us if we're not mature enough to handle it. He's not going to present stuff to us if we're not mature enough to handle it. And I went over. It is 34 minutes. I might have to do a part three, y'all, because this is something. <laughs> Jesus, my mentor said something. When Jesus starts talking and pouring revelation into you, it is, it, I got so much. It's like I have an aha moment. But y'all are, you guys, I keep saying y'all, all right? Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, my, my safe space. I'm being transparent. But I am, you guys are experiencing me getting healed, being set free. Because once you get that revelation and that, um, that knowledge and that information, that's 
another form of deliverance. And I can feel it in my spirit because I've been praying, you know, about this a lot. Because that's when I started to realize something is wrong. I felt, I knew, I'm like, Lord, I still feel bound. You know, in your Bible, you said that I am free indeed. But what is, and that's when he started directing it to my mind. And I went through a season where he will allow you to go go through some things. And you, you, you would be wondering, why am I going through this? You have, and one thing that I noticed is, we would ask God, why am I going through this? Uh, you've been going through that for a very long time. He just highlighted it. He just revealed it because now he's about to do something about it. See, God don't like to work on an area or in a layer without letting you know what he's about to do. Because you would not get the revelation from it. You would not get the wisdom and the knowledge from it. So start your journey and, and, and deal with your mind. Your mind can be your worst enemy. It all starts in your mind. It all starts in your mind. So I hope this bless you. Um, and whatever that is laid on my heart, if God say, hey, do another. If I get another revelation, I am going to do that because I know that a lot of people struggle with this. I know a lot of people struggle with this. So, as always, thank you for listening to Beautiful World Podcast, and you have a blessed one. Bye.